0: Hey, it's Michael Fabiano now with Sports Illustrated, and I'm here to help you through this wild fantasy football season. To win in fantasy, you need player rankings you can trust, and ours have received the top five accuracy award over the last three seasons. Sign up for the all new SI Fantasy Plus at si.com slash fantasy. We even have tools that sync with your leagues and experts who are standing by answering your questions in our premium chat. Sign up for SI Fantasy Plus at si.com slash fantasy and win your leagues in 2020. That's si.com slash fantasy.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Canary. Bird has landed on beautiful Bainbridge Island, conveniently located at 499 Madison Avenue. ASE Master Technician Clint Ramsey brings over 15 years of experience, award-winning diagnostic skill, and a desire to reinvent the automotive repair experience. Schedule an appointment online at bluecanary.biz or call them today at 206 451 42
2: I'm Maria Metzler, the Executive Director of Helpline House. The global pandemic has affected us all differently. If you or your neighbors need food assistance, mental health counseling, rental assistance, or parks and rec vouchers, please reach out. Helpline House can help in many ways. Find us on the web at helplinehouse.org. It's what we do
1: Eight four two seven four one zero, or contact them online at EagleHarborInsurance.com. I got something for your mind, body, and soul. Mind,
3: body, and soul. You have found the Bystander Podcast. Now, here's your host with the most, Tiny Tim.
4: excited I think I also had a little bit of fabric from the spirit of st Louis
5: I'm not kidding why are you laughing
4: sometimes very interesting
6: they smash the whole aspects
7: they might not even represent the views of me we really are one global community well it's real Fire. Hey, Bainbridge. This is Eric Lindbergh.
5: And this is his lovely wife, Lynn Lindbergh. We're both recording from...
7: Bainbridge Island, Washington. Welcome to the Lindberghs.
5: No, 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 baby. This, is, this isn't this is the Lindberghs podcast. This is Tim Self's BI Standard podcast. Oh, of course. Ah. <laughs> okay.
7: All good. Tim asked us to do a special intro for him and... He said he'd highlight one of our episodes.
5: And we love Tim and the work that he's done on the BI Standard podcast. I'm glad you guys have found it.
7: Plus, we run into him at the chiropractor. Thanks, Julie, for fixing us old people up.
5: I saw him at Linwood the other day, but he, I think he saw me, but I was on the phone, so he was nice and didn't actually interrupt me he's so. a good guy yeah he's a good guy we are eric and i have the Lindberghs podcast and tim asked us to share a little uh positivity and cheer to uh Residents of Bainbridge Island.
7: Yeah. And our theme is generally second chances and resilience.
5: Because we need that.
7: (laughs) We've both (laughs) faced a fair amount of challenges. And if you're at any sort of advanced age beyond like two years old. Health challenges. You have faced some challenges too. And Second marriage. What we understand is...
5: Hip surgeries. How
7: we move through these challenges. Rheumatoid arthritis. Determines where we're going to go
5: for the Kalitis, rest of our but life, But we're not going to go there. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's important.
7: It's incredibly important. And we've had an extraordinary list of guests in our podcast that we've interviewed. And this particular interview is extraordinarily special.
5: Yeah. We are going to play for you folks a compilation episode where we took the highlights Not necessarily the highlights, but we took the answer to one question that everybody was asked at the end of the interview and we compiled it all together. This was produced a year ago, but I recently was listening to it and literally had a jaw drop moment of like, oh my gosh.
7: All this stuff is timeless. It's, and it's well, maybe more important now than ever. It's
5: more important now than ever. It's kind of this like holy prophetic kind of wow.
7: Yeah, it's been an interesting year. Yeah, so <laughs> so baby, do you remember
5: that the one question we asked everybody on every single interview at the end of it? Do you remember?
7: yeah. So we we go deep with people, and then we ask them, and it's really your question. So thanks, Lynn, for being the. Executive producer. And sometimes
5: I make our guests cry.
7: Chief bottle washer. And sometimes you make me cry.
5: Like three times. It was awesome. In
7: fact, I recall I cry <laughs> on this one. Um, but we asked them, what is the one thing that you want to leave our audience with? And then Lynn went through and captured those. And it is just so powerful to listen to again. We thought we'd. this was the best episode for us to share with you at this time.
5: Yep, exactly. So what you're going to hear, folks, is we go straight to these clips, where you'll hear about a 30 to 45 second ditty of about 30 different people with a little bit of silence in between for the impact. And really, you got to listen to this like 10 different times and, and take notes. And if you want to, we actually have show notes for this baby at thelimbergs.com forward slash 36, the number three and the number six. Folks can actually follow along and read along on those quotes with us.
7: And you can see who who did what quote, et cetera. But it's really powerful without music, without any, it's just with the silence. And it, it I mean, I- I really had to listen to it several times again last night because by the time you get to the end you've forgotten the ones at the beginning, and they're they're so they're, they, they just... that wasn't
5: my experience that was your experience
7: <laughs> well that's maybe my brain becoming like a sieve and but it 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 really illustrates the arc of personalities and the the gift that is this podcast, the people and that spirit of connection and and the wisdom that they hold that when we connect with people, we can then sort of absorb and that That's just an incredible gift.
5: And we had several residents of Bainbridge Island that are on here, too. So for this, we don't say who's who, but we've got BI residents, we've got astronauts, we've got like crazy, all kinds of crazy people um, in a good way right? In a good way? Yeah. <laughs> hey,
7: I'm crazy in lots of ways. <laughs> yeah. So
5: really, folks, right now, we're sitting at our home in Bainbridge Island. It's already almost dark. It's, it's in the rain. It's raining. I'm going stir crazy. And I I just want you to know that our hearts are with you also.
7: Yeah. This is really a, a about getting back to what feeds you because we're going to come out of this thing, this pandemic, this political situation, whatever. I'm wondering what you're going to say. <laughs> whatever is getting you and even if it isn't those sort of top 2 things, it's going to be something else. Yeah. Get back to what feeds you and and really emerge from it this spring? I hope so. Into a incredibly bright World full of potential. I hope so. Yeah, I think we're really gonna rock this thing. I hope so. And 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 we want to bring you guys with us.
5: Well, and and regardless, Eric and I, we've been on the island since what middle of March, just like all y'all. And uh, <laughs> we're doing just...
7: eyebrow, eye, eyeball rolls.
5: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
7: There's some emoji that goes with that.
5: Yeah, we're we're. I, mean, I almost said we're in in this together, but but we really are. And one thing I adore about this island, as a new timer having been here about five years, is when it really matters, we've got each other's backs. We really do. And and I want folks to. To remember that, and to be that person that has each yeah. other's backs. So. Listen,
7: listen to the other mm-hmm. deeply, even if you don't agree with them, because that's where we find gold and wisdom and empathy and all those things we need to to thrive and survive.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: So, baby, should we just jump on into yep. this? Yep. All right.
7: This is our gift to Bainbridge for for the holidays of 2020. Can't wait to get to 2021.
5: I know, only two more years left of 2020. <laughs> All right, enjoy. All right, love you guys. Take care. What's the one thing you'd want to leave them with?
7: I don't know. I'm, I'm, um, having a just a upwelling of emotion <clears throat> right now just to kind of dive deep and listen to myself and what I went through and and go through on a daily basis. But, um, so, I, you know, I wish that I could have it, um, accessed these emotions back then. Um, and because I think when you can... Open yourself to the pain and just be with it. That's healing in itself. And and since I was so strong and I was so phobic of being a crybaby or accessing my emotions, and I, you know, was a mentally tough guy, um, you know, my advice is that when you can open yourself, and I don't know if that's through a practice of meditation or or reflection, or therapy, but really open yourself to the depths of the emotion that's inside of you, that's where incredible healing happens. And when you deny that, when you tough it out, you're just prolonging it. There's good reason for that at times, but I think it's better to have a balance in life and explore that open it because it's it's healing
5: wow baby i didn't think i'd make you cry and i don't care if you're weird or strange or male or female or or skinny or fat or tattooed or bald or hairy. Like, I really don't care. I just love people. I find them fascinating and interesting. And and so I think that might be a piece of it, is I genuinely love hearing people's stories because we all have our own one life that we are living.
2: I think you have to recognize what's going on with you and make a life around it, or at least I've found I have to, or you just get stuck and that's not so great. So that's what I try to do. Try to keep on going and and move around, move through and around whatever happens in my life.
4: And you're thinking, this is not a good deal. I got a lot of life to live yet. There's so much joy out there in nature and with friendships that you need to battle through this. And I think that moment that I mean, I still I can show you exactly where I was standing, down looking to the right, this little piece of grass and this little tree or two in it, thinking, wow, that is gorgeous. And I almost missed that. And you know, coming home the next couple of weeks and just reflecting on what a close call it was and how It really set the priorities for the future in terms of, you know, making sure you're focusing on what's important, how you spend your time, identifying things that just are noise and not nice and wasteful. I mean just this clear, clear, clear vision that when you know you're presented with all of this information, this skill that you need to develop to find what's really important.
5: All they need is love. (laughs) All you
7: need is love. (laughs) It's just a truism. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, so often we grow up in these, I gotta be macho and I'm, I kill small rabbits with guns and
5: that's not my self-talk, but that's okay.
7: (laughs) Well, that was what I grew up with. (laughs) And it is true. In the long run, we just need need love. love
3: as I think about that kind of mentally, I I think about that earth shattering health issue that you run across the, the, you know, the, the family tragedy, the, the, and then I went to prison, you know, or whatever it is. But what I do have maybe not so much second chances is second act, third act, fourth act, fifth act. And and it's kind of funny because people will ask you, well, would you go do that again? For most of the things I would actually say, yes, but I wouldn't do it twice. Getting from being the king of bottle caps to being like involved in urban air mobility, that's not one step. That's like five different steps down the road that are pretty major steps into different acts and different chapters of my career. But there are a lot of opportunities out there if you're receptive to them and if you're willing to kind of look a little bit off the sides of the road.
2: Well, it's interesting. We are taught so much nowadays to get all of your the wellness programs, do those sort of things. But what none of us, including my family and people I worked with, everyone noticed that something was wrong, but everyone decided not to say anything. And I think what's important that when people see something that is not the typical characteristic of an individual, you need to have them Look deeper into other than just wellness. They need to talk to the doctors and say, This is bothering me. I'd never said to the doctor, uh, Listen, I'm getting lost. I was driving to work and I'd driven to Long Beach for work for years and I couldn't find the airport. Or at home, when it became dark, I would tell Tom that I'm frightened. I can't see. And one of the other characteristics that actually happened to me was I couldn't see color. The colors that I would see was the old-fashioned brown or gray tone of old photos. I didn't mention that to anyone. Had I mentioned any of those things, maybe someone would have said, okay, this is neurological. This is something we need to really look into. So I think what I would say to people is if you see something, major change in a person's personality or their characteristics, you need to say something to them and get them to a doctor.
7: It takes awareness of what's operating in your self-talk, your program, and if you can be aware of it, then you could start to change it and change it in a way that's meaningful for you, that works for you, or that challenges you or challenges others. That's where the growth areas happen. And getting a chance to reinvent yourself or remake your life or change something is hard. Change is really hard. I'll tell you what, where the best... Growth has happened in my life. It's, it's really been the most challenging.
8: You're absolutely right. I think some of the most creative, most interesting thoughts are after that dead space, that idea, I don't want to be idle. You start coming up with the most creative and interesting thoughts at that point. And those are gone now, right? I mean, those can be filled in. And so that may not be stimulated at this point, given that you can be plugged in 24-7. And so what are you losing in that? That might be a really interesting question. Force people to be bored for a little bit and then see what comes out the other end.
9: So many things. So, you know, my law enforcement job, my time in the tech industry, my time out EA, all those jobs can help you get different perspectives on things. But flying is one of a handful of activities that literally gives you a new perspective. I can remember flying around Ellensburg, you know, and I'm struggling, starving college student, And I'm, and I, you know, take, get an airplane, take off and fly around and look, yeah, there's the phone company. I'm, I'm, I'm six weeks late with their bill and there's a power company and boy, I bounced, I bounced the check to pay them. But then you look, but then you just go up another thousand feet and they just get smaller and smaller and they become completely irrelevant as you're looking at the, the mountains and the clouds and all this good stuff. And, uh, And then the second you land, (laughs) they come screaming back to you. It just reminds you that there's more to the world than the stress of right now and hoping I can pay this bill and pay that bill. Again, you know, your typical starving college student stuff.
6: Oh, you know, what I want people to come away with is an understanding that history is not just names and dates but that history gives you opportunity for perspective. Eric, you were just talking about compassion. I don't think you can have compassion without perspective, without understanding the times in which people lived, the decisions they had to make. So I want people to love history again and to find those stories in history that they can relate to and think a little more about the times we live in what history has to teach us about our times, about that perspective that we need to make this world a better place.
5: What I want folks to take away from this is to pause and really start paying attention to what is the self talk going on in your mind? And is there an opening that you can have in your life if you're able to shift that self talk from? I can't because, or this is who I am to know I can grow. I can change. I can try.
10: So I have, I have two parts to that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm kind of do the politician thing and cheat your question a little bit. One yeah. is the fir- the the, the, fir- <laughs> the first part of that is there are things to discover. You mm. just aren't seeing them and you must know and believe that and you must be constantly training yourself to be prepared for what lands in front of you yes I got fortunate in that my nine-year-old found the thing I happen to be the world's expert in and I could see it immediately but that's not without having done 17 years of preparation for that very moment and never giving up on the concept that there wasn't something out there, even when I was at my lowest, that darkest moment where, you know, I was literally on a search committee to replace myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, that's a dark place to be when you mm-hmm. are a, a, a relatively young uh, academic at that time. And then being prepared to take advantage when and see an opportunity when it's in front of you. The story that I actually told you of the discovery of Sadiba Malapa isn't actually that clavicle. It's not actually seeing the rock or being in the right place or sending teams out or, or walking. It was that moment of knowing to apply the, the GPS coordinates to Google Earth. And when they failed, not seeing it as a collapsing failure but letting that failure teach me and then making a discovery after that that's really
7: the story yeah i mean if the data says it then you know how do you argue against that it's right. it's it's not really arguable
2: and that's what keeps me going and as you said when i make a presentation it's maybe to an audience that doesn't want to listen to me and really finds what I'm saying offensive to them because of what they do, that doesn't stop me because I know I have data on my side.
6: Gosh there's so many more things than one <laughs> uh, but you know if uh, you know i have my three magic words which is love the hills and it's been you know the, loving the hills has been the thing that's really got me this far it's to me the hills what are the hills for anyone that wants to know they're the challenges that you face you know for everyone sitting in the traffic jam right now you know you know what your hill is right you know what it is so the one thing is turned towards that hill you know because the magic happens on the other side of the hill and and you know science backs it up now we know that um you know the things we fear they're an illusion you know and when we turn towards the hill when we turn towards the things we fear we actually we actually reduce the 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 neural pathway between the prefrontal cortex which is our thinking executive brain and the amygdala which is our fight and flight every time you turn towards that thing you reduce that neural pathway. And that is the basis for resilience. Love the hills. Uh, Yeah. um,
8: I would just say the environment is the most important thing. Without an ecosystem, there will be no humans. And although we can manipulate the environment to an amazing degree, I really think that um, if we get lucky and get to go to another planet – It'll only be because we preserved this one.
11: So I, uh, I called dad at a time I knew he wouldn't answer the phone. Uh, so I could just like voicemail. Right. Uh, but he answered, he answered the phone and I didn't hang up, but he did an amazing thing. He listened to me as I gave him like both barrels of what I was going to do. And that shocked me. It absolutely shocked me. Um, No matter what I had in the chamber, he just took it. And wow, when someone does that for you, they just listen to you and they just let you get it out. They they let you reveal all that programming, and they just go, "Yeah, it's just code. It's ones and zero. It's not going to hurt me." That's that's an amazing effect, doesn't it? But you never know. It's it's worthy to try to figure out where you're going to summon the the courage uh, to do this because maybe it's worth it. Maybe maybe it's an illusion. This big dragon. In front of me maybe it's just a little kitten i don't know appearances can be really misleading and you don't really know the code really you may not see some of it until you really test it so one of the tests that you could do is not fight back it's just listen and not only does it allow them to see what you're made of it allows yourself to kind of be surprised like Ooh, this isn't as bad as i thought
5: so for folks thinking about pulling out those paints or doing art. Go work. for it. Yeah. It's
7: it's it's really important and you may not finish it, but it's a it's a great process that's mm. sort of been a constant in my life.
5: I just heard that. Don't worry about finishing it cuz I think I get hung up on that. I think, "Oh, well if I pull out the paints, well then I have to paint something."
7: It's more important to start than, than to think. finish yeah. when it comes to art. And huh. and I'm most successful when I have five or six projects that I've started.
8: I certainly think water is the number one thing, but if we went back to Maslow and water, food, shelter, those just encouraging people, because again, the lists are so long and overwhelming. And if people want to build their own kit, then I would say start with the most important things first. Water is number one, food number two. People can go out and they can buy a supply of Mountain House or some other brand freeze dried food. And then if you've got a tent, a lot of people are outdoors folks like like you are, they've probably got a tent somewhere. I mean, those are the three most important things. That's what I would leave people with.
4: So that's the one thing I want
7: folks to start with. And I want them to act this afternoon, tomorrow morning, and start by thinking through what your water solution is. If anything, it is not going to Walmart and buying a bunch of those plastic gallons, they've got to think in larger capacity sizes. So at a minimum, it's those Culligan Man five-gallon you know, thick plastic Mm -hmm. jugs. But what I really want them to start thinking about is the more economical and larger solution of water cisterns and rain barrels. That's where I would love for people to start, is to look at one or more of these water barrels where it's a relatively inexpensive solution
12: that gets you loads of water. Listen, the world's biggest problems are the world's biggest business opportunities, right? Uh, if you want to become a billionaire, help a billion people. Uh, and those are two things, but they're connected. Uh, and I would say that, we're, that we are now, as individuals, more empowered to solve problems than any time ever in human history. You should be only the robber barons or the kings and queens who could solve a problem. And even the best they could do was, you know, deploy their troops or capital. Today, you know, any one of us has access to extraordinary, you know, all the knowledge in the world on Google, right? Google for you is, is not a little bit less than, than Larry Page. It's identical. You have access to massive computational power on the cloud. You have access to 3D printing on the cloud. So the question is, what do you want to do? And so ultimately for me, it's like, you know, every single person knows in their heart whether they found their life's purpose. And if you have, then you need to pursue it. And I love this Joseph Campbell quote, like a man whose hair is on fire pursues water. If you don't know your life's purpose, then your your mission is to find it. And when you do, it's to pursue with all your heart.
2: What I'll share with everyone is uh, the words I had on my patch when I went to space because I feel like it sort of encompasses my life and I think it's a good way to live a life. So on top of my patch, it says, imagine, be the change, inspire. And I think imagination is where it all starts. You know, imagining a hopeful future, imagining a better world, imagining we can solve our problems. And then doing something about it, not just sitting there and daydreaming about it, doing something about it, and then inspiring everyone else to join you on that quest. I think that's a good way to live a life. And and I hope everyone finds their passion and then put those words to use in whatever way they want to live
1: their life. I think I would, and I'm sure you resonate with this, is I would leave with, um, if there's something you want to do Just stay positive and just persevere, Um, which I think we did with the Ocean Discovery X Prize. We've figured out a way to keep going and move forward. And the outcomes are phenomenal, really amazing. We're gonna have a seafloor map. We're we're gonna map our own planet for the first time. In human history, we will know what's on this planet. And that's just perseverance, even in the face of overwhelming odds, just keep going.
5: I would say the one thing would be to believe and hope that we can build a positive future, that technology can be harnessed if we do it. I mean, it it takes action. If we work together and we harness all of this opportunity we have, that we can build a beautiful, positive future that is more sustainable, more equitable than we have ever experienced before. It's an exciting time. I hope people can hold on to that and feel positive. And if I can add one more, it's and to listen to voices around you that you may not think are the traditional voices, but to remember that ideas can come from anywhere, from yourself. A lot of people think, oh, but somebody else knows. You might have the answer, somebody around you. So to just be open and to take action.
8: And I thought to myself, if I could do this, I could do anything. Seriously, when you kind of overcome obstacles that you thought were insurmountable and you do it. So as I face my next chapter of getting my instrument rating and all of this other stuff, I know it's it's not gonna be a piece of cake. I know it's gonna challenge me, but I know I'm going to do it because I know if I could do that, I could do anything. And that's actually a really wonderful piece of like just knowledge. It's just like clicked in there that, that I know. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't go for that. There are really smart people in the world. And if you challenge people to difficult, meaningful problems, they'll find a solution. The deal is find your person. And genius is where you find it. And it's like people say, well, that's like finding a needle in a haystack. The secret of X Prizes is it's a method of attracting the needles to come to you. So, so seeing this happen in many fields, we have XPRIZE has a huge prize in carbon, uh, removing carbon from the smokestacks, that, uh, from power plants that produce almost half of the CO2 that humans emit. That's going on right now. We, uh, we teamed up with a little software company to offer one of the biggest prizes ever uh, offered called the Google Lunar XPRIZE. And one of our legacy teams, because nobody won the prize, actually, uh, which was disappointing initially, but it turns out one of our teams kept going. And they became the first private operation to go beyond geostationary orbit and go 10 times further than that out to the moon. And they made it to the moon, they made it into orbit around the moon, and they made a new little crater on the moon. They were trying (laughs) to... They were trying to soft land, didn't happen. But we've just seen something similar with you know the whole government of India backing. And the neat thing is that several of our legacy Google Lunar X Prize teams are now uh, being pursued by NASA to provide delivery of small payloads to the moon, something worth much more than our prize, but something that people just thought wasn't going to happen for a very long time, if ever, and. Once again, small teams of talented people can do amazing things. And that that gives me a lot of hope.
3: Yeah, man, you know, getting it down to one thing is never, (laughs) it's never an easy, easy proposition. But, you know, the, the theme of what we've talked about here, I think there's a common theme, this common theme of, you know, be true to who you are, I think really resonates, whether it's technical thinking around what schools look like or it's your personal journey and how do you get yourself out of a funk and is it okay to you know feel like you've fallen on your face and how you handle failure and, and you know all these various topics we've talked about being okay with being you and and being the best you that you can be i think is at the end of the day what this is about and what what makes our world a better place quite frankly you know, be yourself, be all of who you are, be perfectly imperfect, but we have to own that we're perfectly imperfect. So be okay with that. Be comfortable in your own skin, live your dream, and then do everything in your power to chase after it because it's not just selfish for you to do that. It's making the world better. It's you, um, you know, Lynn, for you to chase after and do something that you truly care about makes the world better for me. So I want everyone, that's my ultimate goal, is everyone living out what their dream is and getting 100% to their place of calling. Let's get after it and make the world a better place.
6: I
13: feel like the way you introduced the question, I should go do some ASMR now and crinkle some paper in front of the microphone and do something else. But no, I wanna be serious. So I, I, think, I think my one thought is that trust is the way forward, that we need to find our way back to figure out how to trust one another, and not just in the circles of people we like, but in the circles of people we fear, uh, that to do that we have to be mindful of the ways in which uh, we are cut away from trust and cut away from our ability to trust each other, which is, which is what I call these sort of uh, architectures of mistrust. Um, but we also need to figure out when we experience something where like there's this little moment of trust, how to get more. And again, I call that design from trust. So there's kind of ways to find your way back into this. Um, so then figuring out what are the things we can do to help do this. And I think also shifting our mental attitude to one of starting from a gesture of trust. Um, there's, a, there's a saying in the open source software world, uh, which I really like, which is one of my fundamental principles of design from trust, which is assume good intent or assume good faith. It shows up, in, it shows up with both phrasings. But assume good faith on the part of other people who are here, who are showing up. It, it's, it intentionally does not mean blind faith. This is not a Pollyanna assumption that everybody is a good actor. This is a, This is an assumption that it's a bet placed that if you treat everybody as a good actor, even the bad actors, some of them will turn good. For this moment, it doesn't pay to be like an asshole, let's say and you can then figure out how to deal with the bad actors later. Yeah, so so trust is our way forward.
3: Well, I think what's important always uh, is to be kind, you know, to.
5: That's what came up for me, human relationships. We, uh, and not just human, dogs. <laughs> dogs are wonderful. <laughs> but, but I think
8: it's, communion with with others or even just with nature for heaven's sakes nature is incredibly important but yeah well the world is what everybody. we have you yeah. know
12: the world and the people in it yeah that's it
8: and you know i guess huh, faith and communion and just laughter
5: i and music <laughs> i think all the things that make all us human. All the things that make us human are really important and should be. A-
3: and they don't go away when you you know you lose your mobility or whatever might happen to you. Or you're suffering in some physical or emotional way. Life is still out there.
0: Wow, that's that's quite a question.
5: I know it's not really fair, but we like it.
0: You know, I think the one thing that I wish we all. Um, can it be a compound thing, a one A and a one B?
5: Oh, everybody does that to us. Like, yeah, okay, you go. <laughs> this could be your podcast. <laughs>
0: uh, people are really fascinating. And if we were all way more curious about one another, I think it would not only help us understand one another, but it would help the other person understand themselves because it's really hard to see yourself, right? Unless you have a mirror. And sometimes us asking questions of one another, I think this is beautiful what you guys do. You have a whole podcast that isn't about you. You actually sit people down and you ask them questions about themselves. And and I can tell you even the, the part of, a, it makes me feel validated, right, that you guys would say, hey, I think you have something in your story that might be worth offering, that you would ask questions about it. And it actually helps me to stay connected to or close to. that. I never want to get so far away from that season in my life that I can't see it. And so for me, I always want to have the, you know, it's memorialized in my life and tall enough that no matter how far away I get, I can always look back and go, hey, you're capable of that. And so you guys, curiosity is a gift to me to ask me questions. But I think if we all were more curious about one another, because everybody's thing they're doing makes sense, if you actually understand them. <laughs> Yes. if yes. you just peel it back, because you can look and go, that person seems
5: crazy. They're nuts. Yes. What is the matter
0: with them? And if you just start getting curious about them and peeling it back, people are really f- fascinating in the specifics. In general, we're all kind of dull. But in the specifics, we're all really fascinating. I think if we were all more curious about ourselves and one another, our kids, our our spouses, our friends, our coworkers, people we don't like, especially that are, especially people know, we don't like. If if yeah. we don't like them because of where they're from, how they look, what they do, decisions, lifestyle, whatever it is, like don't hate people in ignorance, right? Like get to know somebody. And if we were just more curious about one another, I think things would be better.
7: Uh, can I can I add my one thing? Uh,
0: okay. Please. <laughs> okay. I
7: just love that there's a metaphor that and and it, it plays on that and it is question your anger when your anger comes up it's a it's a big question yeah and and when you question it you start to peel it back and find out what you know what's what's operating because that's a healthy thing to do I like that for me today that's my little. Takeaway from Sean.
5: And that concludes the one thing from our guest. Baby, I'm just so glad we were able to put this together. It was such a joy and such a surprise.
7: Yeah, and what a year.
5: Yeah, what, what a six months.
7: What an incredible um, launch of our podcast yeah what a
0: gift
5: and what an amazing launch of the podcast now you get to do the homework assignment that our listeners are doing of all the things you heard what's the one thing that resonates the most with you right now today
7: yeah for me i guess um you know i'll just echo sean womack's curiosity because I'm actively working on not just being more curious. I'm curious to begin with, mm-hmm. but being curious of people and turning that into questions for people.
10: Ah. And
7: one of the things that I learned with this podcast is that I'm great at answering questions and I'm not as skilled or practiced at asking questions.
5: Interesting. And so
7: that's an active... You know, learning process for me, and I'm getting way, way better at it in my personal and professional life and my podcast life. (laughs) Um, But I'd like to um, cheat and do what several of our guests did and sort of add a little on there. And it is this, um, you know, design from trust from Jerry Mikulski's interview with us that is so intriguing to me. I've just been washing that through my sensibility Mm -hmm. for quite some time, the design from trust and mistrust and how, how is all this acting in the world and our politics and, and, and so forth. And I think a part of it is because I, I grew up with a much more skeptical Mm -hmm. um, bent in some way, skeptical about marketing and advertising and, McDonald's, Golden Arches, you know, just this real skeptical, um, you know, they're out to get us kind of mentality. And I don't think that serves me.
6: Mm. And I
7: think that we, the collective we, do a lot better if we can be curious and open to what other people are saying, even if they're not in our tribe. And that that opens a lot um, not just different ideas but compassion for where they're coming from, which is their truth mm-hmm. and that that trust because I think when you hold yourself that way in the world it magnifies itself and people who also come from that place um, fill your life as well and the alternative is you could be a skeptic and um, you know not curious about people and, that magnifies itself in your life and that becomes your reality. And I think that's just not as a productive or uh, maybe judgmental and say that's just not as good a place for me to occupy.
5: You've been thinking about this one a lot. I can tell.
7: I have. I mean, this podcast has profoundly affected me in in, yeah. in, in, in huge ways, partly because I can listen several times part of the editing process you get to listen even more and i'm kind of jealous about that <laughs> or envious i guess one of those
5: i know um, every guest's antics it, so i know every... <laughs> yeah well it,
7: because it they mm-hmm. these are people who are real thinkers and and really changing the way we we live and think about our lives and and that's so powerful what about you baby What's the one thing that you are really reflecting or cogitating on after this, you know, really hearing this episode again?
5: Going through and editing these was really a joy and a gift. I, I went into this thinking it was going to be an editing nightmare and I ended up smiling through the whole thing.
7: You're data mining our, our podcast?
5: Apparently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one that had the most profound impact on me personally in where my life is today. Believe it or not, baby, you you probably won't guess this. It's Lee Berger's paleoanthropology one. And, and I laugh at myself because I think, how can finding bones of a homeo naledi have anything to do with my life up here in Seattle? But what Lee was talking about is keeping our eyes open to discovery and that that concept of Uh, he talks about in the in his podcast about backyard syndrome and how there are discoveries to be made and a lot of times they're literally right in front of our face
7: (laughs) you mean like the the frozen cod that was in the freezer that I was looking for this morning oh my gosh you're gonna
5: you're gonna go public with that I could doesn't make you look very good honey I
7: could not see it I had to ask and I was just looking for a white package and you immediately reached in and grabbed the brown package right in front of my face Oh, this was
5: like after 15 seconds of you looking and I could tell you were about to go down on your hands and knees and crawl (laughs) through the and I was like oh my gosh and I literally was standing there passive aggressively letting you look and so yeah, I yes, yes, exactly. We see what we're looking for. We we, I mean, right now, if we just pause and look around, you'll see things you didn't see two seconds ago that have been right in front of you, and and that just blows me away. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: And okay, I, wait, can I do another one? Nope,
5: I get to do one more. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> wait, but no, wait, there's more. Editing all of these podcasts and editing my couch to uh-huh. active podcast i have
7: uh-huh.
5: i know i'm a good listener but holy cow i listen to these podcasts do the interviews edit them listen to them again then i can go back two weeks later and listen one more time and i will still hear things i hadn't heard yet which is is amazing to me. So it makes me want to encourage folks listening today, go back and listen to this highlight reel every week and you're going to hear something new every time. It's, it's bizarre. It's scary and cool.
7: Yeah, it's a gift. And I think what an extraordinary gift um, you have given us and our guests have given us Mm -hmm. and you know, I think it's a gift that we'll continue to keep on giving as long as we do this kind of structure and um, ritual yeah. with our friends yeah. and our family. Really looking for the richness in life because if you if you watch the news, if you think about what's going on in the world, if you look at our environment and all the damage that's going on out there, you will quickly lose hope. But it's our friends and the people who we don't know are going to be our friends who give us that hope and that is the greatest gift
5: it's wonderful and folks we would love to hear from you and what your one thing is head over to thelimbergs.com forward slash 36 that's the show notes today that'll help you know which one was your one thing and tell us your story
7: lots of love to you and yours. Looking forward to an amazing new year.
5: Coming up soon.
7: Take care. Bye-bye.
5: Granny, what's the secret of life? Oh, my goodness.
6: I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. Go with the flow. As the old um, philosopher said, there isn't anything Any trouble in the world that will not be alleviated by a nice cup of tea.
5: And lastly, the one thing from episode number 35 on composting humans. What is our one thing for folks on this crazy episode?
7: I don't know. (laughs) Breathe deep. The end is coming. You're going to die.
5: Oh, my gosh. Also, hold on to the fact that everybody processes death and dying differently.
7: Yeah, true.
5: And it's okay.
7: Take a deep breath and fly high with the altitude you've got, because pretty soon you're going to be nourishing a tree.